0: Welcome to the Qualified Tutor Podcast. Here at QT, our mission is to provide teacher training for tutors. If you are a motivated tutor and you love to learn, the QT Podcast will inspire, motivate and support you to improve your practice. Because tutoring is a small job that makes a big difference. Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of the Qualified Tutor Podcast. I'd like to say today we're joined by uh, Vishal Borgaita founder of Educate All, uh, a wonderful uh, online platform that gives tutors the chance to create, uh, and sell their own courses on a single platform, um, bridging the gap between creators, uh, tutors, online content providers. Um, so they, they, they provide their own range of, of material from online video courses to downloadable revision notes and guides Uh, And finally, you know, they also have these brilliant live sessions with with tutors. So they're a very exciting company. Seen a lot of them uh, recently, and uh, delighted to be joined by by Vishal. Vishal, how are you doing today?
1: I'm very well, Lido. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast.
0: That's quite all right. So how have how have you been managing in the last weeks and months, Vishal?
1: So I think. all of us who, who work in the online learning, remote learning, distance learning space were probably taken aback by um, the the way things had moved. I think none of us would have wished um, something like the coronavirus to, to be the, the prompt for the more um, digital uh, resources and online learning. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is also an opportunity for us to, to help people um, and we're delighted to try and step into that Um, avoid and and help as much as we can with uh, students and their learning.
0: Yeah, exactly. So what is uh, Educate Tool doing uh, at the moment to to, to kind of aid the online learning uh, industry?
1: So Educate Tool is an online learning platform uh, and the idea there is to make it easy for students to transition uh, between different modes of learning. And so we've got the traditional route of online tutoring where um, tutors can be booked through the platform and they would then teach using whichever um, online sort of teleconferencing system they prefer to use. Um, so we've got that option. Then we've also got the option for uh, tutors to sort of really expand their business through uh, the other resources they may have. So if, they're, uh, have, if they have provided and created other learning resources such as revision notes or practice questions and things like that—they're able to sell those through this site as well. Uh, and really, the the main area um, that we, we like uh, educators sort of go into is the e-learning side. And uh, this uh, this is where educators have pre-recorded videos uh, to teach certain concepts uh, that are aligned to uh, the curriculum and exam board specifications. Uh, and the real advantage of something like that is that students get to learn whenever and wherever. They're not really bound by the availability of the tutor. Uh, yeah. And also their ability to sort of re-watch those videos means that some of these e-learning courses can be quite uh, you know, valuable from a from a cost perspective as well. Um, they're able to sort of get good value out of them by re-watching some of those videos.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think that's certainly the way that uh, education is is going to be heading in the future obviously uh, massively accelerated by, by the lockdown and by school closure. Um, I think Julia was saying, the uh, founder of QT was saying recently that uh, the lockdown has just accelerated all parts of society but in terms of education it's really pushing these kind of forms of e-learning uh, and platforms like Educate All, um, QT hopefully as well will, they're really going to benefit from this kind of rapid digitization. Um, So what what do you see if there is kind of one aspect of this? What what do you see as the importance of of e-learning at this time, but also after schools go back?
1: So I think it's quite important to bear in mind that this is one way in which students um, can carry on with their learning. Um, What you don't want is the current situation to hamper um, the development of students. Um so this this just provides uh, a, a medium by which they can carry on learning. At the same time, I think it can be something by which schools can improve their resilience. Um so there may be sort of you know situations in the future where it may be helpful just to have additional modes of learning. Um it you know, we obviously don't want it to be as a result of sort of emergency conditions like what we have at the moment, but there, there may be some advantages to just having uh, a system by which you can share resources. Um, a lot of schools do use concepts such as flipped learning, where they get students to do uh, a bit of learning before they come into the classroom. Yeah. Uh, and you can see that that tools such as what we, we are developing may be helpful in sort of furthering those ambitions.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that partnership between schools and online platforms has mm-hmm. never never been closer um, and obviously, as you mentioned, we, we don't want to be here because of something like this, but schools have been thrust into this. You know, they have a lot of time to prepare. Yes, we had the Easter holidays, which was lucky, but they've been given three, four weeks to try and cobble together a, a, an online learning curriculum. Um, and that's been really, really tough. So, you know, that's where uh, projects and platforms like, like Educate Tool and like uh, the Oak Academy and Khan Academy have, have really, really taken off. Um, so we also love to, to ask this question on the QT podcast. It always elicits such wonderful answers, and also so uh, gives such an insight into where uh, the people we're, pod, we're interviewing end up. Yeah. So we had um, we had uh, Susanna Hardiman from Action Tutoring on last time, who said that her experiences as a tutor in in big sort of West London houses really made her understand that there was inequality in the tutoring industry so michelle what what kind of student were you and and did you ever have a tutor yourself
1: um so i was quite studious actually um when i when i was younger Um, my my father like really stressed the importance of education and and sort of you know instilled some good habits uh in my sort of learning journey but at the same time i did very briefly have a tutor um, just okay. for a few weeks and and that just kind of helped um instill some of those habits a bit further um but yeah quite quite lucky in the way my father sort of uh paid a lot of attention to to my education and uh you know thought to invest at the right points to to make sure that I could uh you know do well at school
0: yeah and and
1: do you think that?
0: Even just those few weeks with that tutor, do you think that changed anything about your attitude, your outlook towards working?
1: I, th- I think when you have that experience of getting that one-to-one tutoring, it's a very, very different experience to the classroom experience, right? Uh, and I think that kind of just focuses the mind a bit more on, on the importance of what it is that you're doing. Uh, the fact that someone is there really to care for that specific activity, Um, And I think that just encourages some of those habits of sort of regular learning, just keeping on top of it um, to sort of really uh, prosper in the the long term.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and building on that. So you mentioned absolutely the the instilling those habits within a student, which you know maybe they would have worked out anyway, but having that tutor just accelerates that and and, and gives them confidence to 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 work like that. What, What have you seen in your experiences? Uh, Vishal, is the impact of of one-to-one tuition
1: so i think the ability for, for the student to um ask questions of the tutor um, because it's in that sort of uh, small environment the one-to-one environment is a bit easier to just have the conversation um rather than say a classroom environment where not the entire lesson but certainly reasonable chunks of it may be sort of one way where it's the teacher um, providing the knowledge and the students are trying to absorb it. Um, the one-to-one environment allows for more of that checking with, with the student to understand if they've understood a particular concept and you get that immediate feedback. Uh, and so you know whether you want to, to move on or not. And I think that, that kind of dialogue just aids the learning process uh, and makes it a bit more effective.
0: Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that, that ease of communication that you get in the one-to-one environment just it simply cannot be replicated uh, in a school environment. School provides so many other things apart from learning. But if we're talking here about the uh, efficiency of learning, definitely that, that streamlined one-to-one uh, environment, you know, there's, there's kind of no real, no real rival to it. And actually, given what we were talking about just uh, a couple of moments ago, how do you think that close working relationship that tutors and students have, how do you think that's changed? with the kind of huge rise in, in online tutoring?
1: So I think the kinds of things that tutors would have been um, doing before uh, in terms of managing uh, the students' attention and making sure that they're, they're clear on you know, what it is that's just been covered, that now has an extra sort of hurdle um, because sometimes the technology may, may falter and that, that, that's not a criticism of the technology, it's just just one of those things. Um, and if you think about the, the devices that people may use to access the, the tuition, um, there may be other distractions, right? So for example, you know, if you're using a, a laptop, you may get certain notifications that, that may pop up on the screen. Uh, just momentarily distract you at the point at which um, something's being delivered. So I think that's just probably prompted online tutors to take more care of making sure the, the environment is set up correctly for um, the learner. Some of that will obviously be in the initial stages of building that relationship just to make sure that they set up the, the computer in the right way. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I think there's that there's probably that ability to um, have you know m- multiple channels of communication with the tutor. So whereas before it might have been just visit the tutor in person and then you may not get much from them other than perhaps the odd email. Um, I-, I know of situations now where a lot of tutors, not only are they tutoring through things like Zoom and Skype, but they're also um, occasionally sending messages through WhatsApp. Yeah. Uh, and that might be just to provide additional support. So you know, they may set some um, work to be done before the next session, and the student will go away and start doing it. And then we'll have your question, and they'll just they'll feel free to just send that message over WhatsApp to to the tutor. Um. So it, it the digital environment removes some of the friction you may have had before. Actually, bizarrely, and um, and I think that has just made the learning process a bit more fluid.
0: Yeah. And and you know, really going on that same theme, um, there's you know a whole load of aspects that a, a tutor has to change about their online approach, and some of those you've just mentioned about being flexible with communication, and understanding technology, and being really clear on some of the boundaries of online tutoring, so that um, you set out early with the student. You know, uh, we're not going to get distracted. You're going to share your screen. You're going to you know you're going to focus uh, much more clearly on what i'm saying maybe we'll take we'll do shorter sharper sessions with more breaks and you know in order to give the student that time but and there's lots and lots of guidance on this already on the educate all website and for anyone listening there's a really uh, some really great pages on on how to produce online content how to conduct online sessions but what are your what are your top tips for tutors starting out in general but also in this period you know if someone's you know 18 19 year old out of university or out of school and is thinking okay i would like to become a tutor i don't really know too much about it i know that i can enhance online learning what are your what are your top tips michelle
1: so i think when you start a career in any sort of profession um you're really seeking to learn more about the craft and you really want to sort of be absorbing um, as much best practice as you possibly can so that you can be you know, uh, at the top of your game when it comes to delivering. Uh, and so what I would try and do is take advantage of all the training opportunities that are out there. Uh, and I think something like a qualified tutor would be very good at sort of delivering some of the content that I think tutors are probably looking for at the moment. Um, I think also the other side of it um, in relation to tutoring is that it can be uh, an isolated uh, type of profession. Um, so you're often working by yourself um, directly with with the student. Um, and unless you're part of a, a larger sort of tutoring company, um, you, you may not have the opportunities to, to network. So I yeah. think it's always good to try and get involved in some of those networking groups and and try and learn from other more experienced tutors. Um, Going on to how you might try and approach the current sort of situation, and clearly the social distancing aspects uh, mean that you can't have the the face-to-face in-person sessions. We're all on, on the remote learning path, and that means that you need to sort of upskill yourself on the different platforms that are out there and making sure that you've got all of the the tools and techniques clear in your mind so that you can deliver effective uh, lessons for for the students and you know that's not just about um, doing some prep for the, the session itself but just going back to some of the technology points have you got a backup option if your primary mode of teaching disappears so if you're using zoom and it suddenly cuts out because there's you know x hundred million people using it globally how how are you going to get back online if you've got a second system to get started um yeah you know if if you're teaching what kind of resources are you going to be sharing online are you just going to be giving the face-to-face session so literally as you might have a face-to-face call with a family member is that the form in which you want to teach or are you going to be sharing your screen uh, and if you're going to be sharing your screen are you going to have prepared some slides beforehand or, or are you going to use some um, you know digital whiteboards to try and get your points across um, so some of those things there about preparing for the session I think it's sort of worth thinking through in a bit more detail now as well
0: yeah yeah that's uh, several brilliant points and I i was actually going to ask uh my next question was going to be um how tutors who are who've already been tutoring for a while face to face how they make the transition from face to face to online tuition but really you've 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 absolutely nailed it there it's it's not the same um, technology does get disrupted delivering uh, online sessions requires you to have uh, much more engaging content and um, you mentioned there that you know An online tutor should have slides set up, should have PowerPoints ready, prepared, not as the lesson starting, but well before. Um, And I think because of the nature of online uh, learning, it is a bit hard to be as formal and as professional on on an online tuition class as it is when you're actually turning up at their house. Um, I know even myself, I I tutor uh, a lot and have tutored a lot in the past two months. Sometimes I, I can struggle to um, think that it's, you know, as, as such a kind of formal session. Um, and sometimes you let standards slip when that happened. Obviously, if you were turning up to their house and you were sitting down and the, the parents were in the uh, next door room or whatever, you know, you'd be prepared for it. And I think that's a really key point for tutors either making the transition from face-to-face to online or who are just starting online is you have to be doubly as prepared because things will go wrong. Um, so yeah I mean I'm in total agreement there Vishal <laughs> and actually we've just talked there about um making sure that you have slides presentations documents all there up on your screen what is your best advice for tutors who want to create their own resources you know that's such a key part of educate tools philosophy what what is it what would you say to tutors who are thinking of creating their own material
1: i think something like that is it's quite a big commitment, actually, to, to create resources. I, I know a lot of tutors who prefer to, um, you know, collaborate with other tutors and, and they'll share resources between you know that, that particular group. Um, but if you want to go down the track of creating your own, you really want to think about, um, you know, whether you're you're in this for the long haul, um, because exam boards will change the, the specifications. Um, and you then have to sort of be flexible around some of those things Um, and so the kinds of things to consider are I I guess that the time commitment to create those resources and then just thinking through how you might vary them for different exam boards and whether you want to sort of make this a commercial proposition so rather than it being something that you only use um, for your individual tutoring sessions would you like to Start selling some of these resources. Um, if it is that sort of second commercial approach, and um, that you're really looking for in the long term, then things like branding uh, start becoming a, a lot more important. Um, so having a, a consistency um, to your materials. Um, I, I mentioned the word brand there. You, you might have a logo to um, that ties in with your company. Uh, if you, you know, created a personal company for the purpose of tutoring. So th- there, there are a number of different factors there to consider, but probably the most important one is actually really how engaging um, those materials are. Um, you know, wh- what you don't want to do is just create something that's, that's quite dry and doesn't really motivate the, the learner. The, the way in which people would have tutored in the past in the in-person sessions, um, you can always liven up the... Um, resources through you know, your own body language, through the way you communicate um, the, the material that's being covered. But if it's in the online environment where you're sharing your screen, um, and perhaps you might have a picture in picture mode where there's a, a webcam that shows you, but it's only in one corner of the screen, it, it doesn't have the same sort of ratio um, in a person's sort of field of view as the in person. Um, sort of started delivery would have done
0: yeah now um michelle i just wanted uh, last two questions here but both you know i think really really key to to understanding kind of why you enjoy what you do and 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 why you do what you do so my first question is um why do you think someone should take an online course
1: so I, i would say that the value of an online course is that you can just watch it whenever you want, wherever you want, you know, as long as you've got an internet connected device, you can get access to it. So, if you're someone who learns in the middle of the night, then, you know, you can always watch the content at that time. Um, whereas, obviously, if the alternatives of the in-person or online tuition, you are somewhat constrained by the, the time that that tutor is available. Um, so, that's certainly one of the advantages of, of sort of pre-recorded Um, e-learning content. I also think that the other advantage is that it can be quite cost effective. So one of the reasons why um, Educator came about was, you know, this recognition that there is geographic and social immobility and technology can be like one of the tools by which you can sort of try and level the playing field a bit. Um, So, you know, if you can get good quality resources together on one platform, Uh, They can be made accessible to anybody, you know, wherever they are. Uh, And the ability to watch those lessons again and again uh, actually brings down the cost, shall we say, per time invested in in learning that content. Um, So, you know, to to give you an example, um, we have people on the site who um, sell e-learning courses that have, um, say, 10 hours worth of content. And they, they sell those courses for about £60. So, you know, you, you do a quick calculation and £6 per, per hour sounds like a very, very competitive rate, right, where, you know, the average in the country per hour is about 25 to £30 an hour. Um, so certainly that e-learning can be cheaper in many respects. Uh, and then that's just before we even think about re-watching some of that content, right, which really drives down that view cost. So I think that there are a number of advantages. And the, the other side of it, I guess, is you eliminate uh, the traveling time that people may have had before. Um, that that can you know aid people to sort of get back time to do other things in their lives. So that, that's yeah. always valued for, for people. So yeah, I think e-learning certainly has a, a lot of advantages. Um, it, that's not to say that it's perfect. I think we, we, you know, we just talked about some of the uh, In-person um, methods of teaching, or, or even online uh, tuition, um, those are also valuable, and I think that's why our platform was designed to sort of provide multiple modes of learning, rather than being solely uh, pre-recorded e-learning content.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I think that that multimodal um, uh, facet to it gives it such great flexibility and such great reach I think you know people are working in entirely different ways these days so you have to be able to cater for people who want to do pre-recorded people who want to do live so I think that you've that really reflected that there as well and must provide both and I think that's the key to a really successful uh, platform now uh, Vishal my, my final question is uh, you know just fire away one sentence what, what do you enjoy most about what you about what you do
1: I would say it's um, getting the feedback from students and their parents. Um, and that's, that's really important uh, for me to see that impact that we're, we're making on people's lives. Yeah, I, that, that's
0: such a common one. And there's a reason for that. It's so rewarding to hear that. And, and, you know, it's a real clincher to know that what you're doing actually is having some impact. I think that having that self-confidence, you know, building that confidence comes from your own self-confidence, but also from the the praise uh, of others so um, yeah really really helpful there Um, well Vishal thank you so much for that that's a brilliant overview of of the online profession online teaching profession now what educate tool are doing to to improve that and and what great advice for those tutors listening who are who want to get into kind of uh, this this brilliant rewarding um, uh, dynamic industry Um, Now just looking ahead to to the next episode, uh, we'll be speaking to uh, Anna Williams Haynes and uh, Harrison from National Orchestra for All. uh, A wonderful charity who combine music and education uh, to support disadvantaged pupils who who maybe would never have been involved in the the music industry. Um, Anna is Head of Programs and and will be giving us a, a great overview of what NOFA are doing at the moment to keep up their support for their young mentees. Uh, and Harrison is, is a NOFAR ambassador, so we'll be in a, in a great position to give us relatable, uh, personal insight into, into the motivation that, that NOFAR are inspiring. So that should be really very interesting as well. But thank you uh, once again, Vishal. Thank you for making time for us in your, in your busy day at the moment. Um, wish you all the very best with, with Educate um, and uh, and I'm sure we'll be speaking again very, very soon.
1: Thank you, Lido. It's a pleasure to join your podcast today. Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: Not not a problem at all. Okay. All the best, Michelle. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Qualified Shooter Podcast where tutors share their expertise to support the tutoring community. We're always looking for motivated tutors to interview on the show. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, get in touch at podcast.qualifiedtutor.org. We'd love to learn from you.